Hey, good evening. We're back with our full panel of the usuals, if you will. I was by myself last night, but had some great help from Thomas Nays and from Mandy. Did you get to listen to it yet? I have not. I have not. Well, I don't know. Did you do it last night? If there is a vote, well, it was last Wednesday. They might be up again, but I'm I'm sure it was. I will listen to it. I will listen to it. Can we go ahead and take the vote? (laughs) (laughs) We only have one. We only have one night left Left after tonight. Yeah, until the fall. That went by really, really fast. So, just as a quick recap, we'll get to announcements later, and I'm going to divide them up into the month of May, and then highlights for the rest of the summer. So, stay on top of your bulletins. But um, next week is our last normal. Um, adult Bethel Radio Hour um, for the 7 o'clock. And then the next week, the 18th, will be the barbecue at the park. So we will not be here. There will be no Awana here. Um, none of us will be here. If you show up, we'll you're going to be bored. Eating a chicken yeah. leg. Mm. Be there good. with us. It is good. Yeah, so um, that's what's going on. So let's get ready um, and go tonight. Our topics, the first topic we have, and it made me nervous when you sent this, to be honest, Ben, because... It was calling a minister, and I was like, is he sending a signal, or is this just something? What? Well, I was going to, no. What? Uh, I, it's because what it's what I was doing Sunday night, mm-hmm. uh, talking to Lindsay Lane about calling a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so um, I tried to, uh, well, it's on my phone. At least it was my old phone, and I haven't yet put it on this new phone. Every Thursday it says pick topics for radio program. So, uh, since and usually new- on Monday or Tuesday, I hear from you That's about right. it. That's right, because I got a new phone, and I have not yet put that back on my phone. So I usually think of it on Monday. And so Sunday night, I announced Sunday morning that I would be with Lindsay Lane, and they have uh, Brian Mead coming in view of a call. Brian is pastor of, was pastor of Ozark Heights in Potosi. He's one of our uh, sister church pastors. He's on a lot of committees and such of that nature. A good friend of mine. And so um, there are a few issues, if you will. And so uh, without going into great detail in the specific situations between Lindsey Lane and uh, Brother Mead, I wanted to just kind of go through. I have joked and teased, but I am very serious. God forbid if I were to die tomorrow or get fired uh, next week, this is in my... uh, file folder, file cabinet, and it simply says how to hire a pastor. These are my opinions, uh, and it is my advice to you or any church. It is extremely vague and extremely, uh, what would the word be, simplistic. But I do believe it holds some extremely important uh, advice and direction. With all that said, we, we've not had to go through this situation in 18 years. So, once again, if you were to find yourself in this position, chances are a lot of people would be looking at each other like, so what do we do next? And so that, that, that's what this is. This is to keep you from thinking, oh, oh no. you know. And guys, I'm going to tell you, uh, and any of you that have been a part of a church for a long time, it's, it's a painful process. It's one of the more important processes that any church will go through. I, I have a, a firm <laughs> conviction that your, your current pastor or your next pastor will affect eternity to some level with the congregation that he is a part of. Whether it's your kids, if they don't 
connect and care could affect their commitment level, if you will, whether it is the community, he doesn't connect with them, or, or whatever, the, or it could even be on the positive level. You know, the church grows exponentially because of uh, the Holy Spirit leadership through that man. Uh, it, it's going to affect eternity one way or the other. So let me just run through these real quick, and you guys uh, give commentary if and when you want to. First of all, pray. Yeah, amen. Amen. Now, I am very much uh, a homer, and I respect this church's opinion of church polity. And so uh, when the pastor is not present, this church looks to the deacons. I'm fine with that. I respect that. It would be up to them and this church whether or not you have a pulpit committee independent of that body. I refuse to say deacon board, but that deacon body, and that, that's for y'all to determine. But the first thing you should do is pray. Any comment on that, guys? And feel free to text in at any point. Uh, follow the leadership of the church. The church as a whole needs to make a commitment to the Lord. We're going to follow the leadership of this church. They've, they've brought us here. They'll take us through by God's grace and glory. Number three. Follow qualifications of a pastor. Simply turn your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and do not hire a pastor that does not meet those qualifications. Period. End of story. Number four, elect a pulpit committee. And so now you're going to have to make a decision. Who is going to be in charge of bringing the men of God before us? What is that pulpit committee going to look like? How many men, how many women, youth, so on and so forth. What authority are they going to have? I am shocked and surprised at some authority that some pulpit committees have. Some pulpit committees, they basically pick the pastor. I'm personally not comfortable with that. How do you know if there's unity then? Exactly. In the, in the choice. Exactly. Y you don't. <laughs> It, it's a mess. Until a year in. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right amen. Uh, you're hacking each other to pieces. Right. Uh, next. Uh, and, and these probably aren't necessarily in the right order. I, I'll say that too. These, I, I wrote them down as they hit my head about eight years ago, to be honest with you. Get right before God. The church needs to come together. Now, this is huge, and it may be on here, but I'm going to say it now because I'm thinking about it. You will still be a church whether you have a pastor or not. That is huge. Because too many churches think, well, we don't, we don't have a pastor. We've we, we got to get a pastor. Yes, you need a shepherd, but you're still sheep. And sheep reproduce sheep. Shepherds has yet to produce a sheep. <laughs> and so that's extremely important for you not to allow the devil to think you're less of a church because you, you don't have a pastor. That's an extremely good point. Isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? Uh, and it's a good thing, too, that shepherds don't produce sheep. Oh, my goodness. Amen Same. to that. that. That's exactly right. Um, do not make wholesale changes, but do the obvious. In other words, let's just, in, in, you know, I, I don't think we've got any of that here, okay? But this might be a person that sees this as an opportunity. Okay, pastor's gone, so we need to change this, and we need to change that, and we need, you know, we need to get rid of this program that he brought in, and we don't like how they did that. And not, not time for that. Not time for that. Don't make wholesale changes. 
do the obvious. Meaning, if there is a glaring, you know, maybe the pastor did have an issue and he led you in a direction that is not healthy for the church. And if the whole church agrees, yes, now is the time to... Let's just throw this out there. Uh, he, he got rid of Sunday night service. And the whole church wanted to do Sunday night service. But there wasn't enough whatever to stop him. So he got rid of Sunday night service. Well, reinstitute Sunday night service. Whatever. You know, or vice versa. You know, he got there and you guys weren't meeting on Sunday night. And he said, well, we got to have Sunday night service. And he started it again. You know, Whatever. As long as it's not thus saith the Lord, as long as the scripture doesn't forbid it or whatever, make the obvious changes that you need to make. Do you got something you need to say? Um, someone said um, Text. The, uh, the associate pastor isn't the automatic next, you know, like. Correct. Hence, if the president is gone, the vice president becomes the, Cor- the correct. man in charge. Correct. Uh, so what happened when we were, um, when we went through this, when I was the associate pastor, um, the Deacons brought a recommendation to the church to, uh, if you will, use me as the interim pastor. I think that's wise uh, and such. But once again, follow the leadership of the church. I do agree that he's not the uh, de facto pastor. He may be a good choice, you know, depending on who who it is and and such of that nature. Um, Search for a pastor who fits your culture, okay? Uh, you, you need to find you a pastor that, once again, uh, is going to fit. Now, I do not believe that this means that a city pastor won't work at a country church or a country pastor won't work at a city church. I, I don't believe that. I had a guy basically tell me one time that, uh, that my style wouldn't fit in a city church. I've got just enough competition in me. I just almost resigned and went to a city church just to prove him wrong. But, but that would have been fleshly, and, it, and it, would have been, it would not have been good. And I might have proved his point, you know. But the, the, the bottom line is, is that you need to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and let, let me just throw this out there, okay. It might be a breath of fresh air for you guys to get an organized city pastor. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he might get us off of some you know uh, high points that we've been centered on. Well, we like my sister and I like to call this the Church of the Ozarks. There we've come go. to like that. A- amen. A- and I love that. I do. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Uh, now and so please, this is something you need to be aware of too. Churches take on the personality of the pastor to to a large degree. So. You need to realize that if a guy comes... I wondered why my garage got so disorganized. <laughs> All of a sudden... He didn't, he didn't have to help me with that. No. You know, the first, I've said this several times. The first time we came here, I remember you saying, you God, guns, feelings. and country, amen. That's and the right. whole congregation was, amen. And I was like, yep. This is the church for me. Well, uh, all of my kids know that the garage door does not come up if there's a car in the the parking lot. Sorry, I derailed the train. Amen. Amen. So, uh, with all that said, if there is a guy in the pulpit candidating for the job, and he is night and day to quote-unquote the former pastor, that doesn't mean that he's an obvious no-go as much as you really got to pray it through. I would ask some very serious questions to him. Uh, and, and such of that nature. He needs to understand the culture of the church as well. If he's not comfortable with, you know, statements like God, country, and guns, you need to weigh all that. Okay, uh, 
find a pastor whose heartbeat is Christ and him glorified. Because right here is going to solve a lot of issues. If his heartbeat is Christ and Christ being glorified, then a lot of this other stuff will work itself out. Uh, search for the discouraged. So while you're going through the pastoral change, you will need to... Okay, where, where's Tom at? We haven't seen Tom in the last couple of Sundays. Call him. Tom, what's going on? You okay? Everything good? Because we get discouraged during these times. It is normal for there to be a dip. What's not, what's not normal is for there to be a... You know, that, if that's happening, the devil's picking your members off one by one. And you, and when I say you, I'm talking about every one of you. It's not just the deacon's job. It's not just the Sunday school teacher's job. If you don't notice your pew friend, you need to call them. Hey, we, we can't be... You know, laying out during this important time, we need to encourage one yeah, another. It's a shepherd. It's a shepherd's job usually to keep the wolves away. Right. So, right. so you got to make it your job. Well, amen. That's a good point. Uh, do not put a length of time on it. The national average is a year and a half. That's a long time. Ah, do not put a length of time. It is very discouraging. <laughs> but watch this. A year and a half to find the right guy, he, he affects eternity, you know. If he's bad, it's going to affect eternity bad. If he's good, he's going to affect eternity good. That's so it. if you find one in six months and he's the wrong one, then you got a year and a half of bad yeah. shepherdship. Yeah. Then you got another year and a half to that's find, r- find that's the right, right one. It, oh, it stinks. Um, so uh, understand the role of a pastor, shepherd, teacher, guardian example. Uh, what kind of preacher style do you need? I've had this conversation before, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But you've got three choices, informational, inspirational, and dynamic. In informational, he's going to throw T-bone steaks out every Sunday, but it may bore you to tears. It'll be like watching paint dry. But if you listen, he's feeding you. He has studied. He's prepared. Give us a good example of that. Give us a good, good Give example. Us a good example in, of informational. Knock it out of the park, but you, well, you, not You want off. me to put a name on it? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Give us an example. This is going out on you don't have to use anybody we know personally. What a, yeah, well, I was going to say, what about like a like a... Could you do like a radio? Uh, uh, and I don't know if you couldn't call well, him dynamic, Jay, but Jay, Jay Vernon, Vernon McGee. <laughs> My friend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who Jay Vernon Jay, McGee is. You need to listen Jay to Jay Vernon McGee. 91.5. 91.5, yes. Right. Um, yeah. So, so, so this guy is not Two necessarily. Minutes. What's that? Two minutes. Oh, Lord help. I said I could do this quick, didn't I? Uh, then the inspirational guy is, is the guy that wows you. But after six months, you heard everything he has to say. He's cliche. Little gravy. Not so much meat. Not so much meat. Uh, The dynamic guy is the guy that puts those two things together. James McDonald. James McDonald. Jerry Jolly and such. Ben Kingsman. Oh, well, let's hope and pray. (laughs) Beware of too great. Well played. (laughs) Beware of too great of a shift. You know, if you've got a a spitter and a screamer to a turn in your Bibles, beware of that. Uh, Get references Find three guys uh, before you make a decision, in my humble opinion. Bank the money you would spend in salary. Don't you dare, don't you dare let that money go into general fund. You're, you're kidding yourself. Because uh, what, what happens is, is that you, you kind of get comfortable with not paying a pastor. It's dangerous. Bank the money. That will be a savings when you do start paying a pastor. Uh, have each, well, that, that's enough. Uh, the, you can read the rest when I die or you fire me. Uh, but uh, the, the rest is just basically look, pray and look vote. Look for the yellow folder. Pick, look Got for it. the yellow folder. Pick uh, somebody you'd like to go to battle with. 
Amen to that. We'd like to fight within the kingdom. That's good. Who who affirmed him? Who said a? Who said nay? On the place that he was before. You need Who's to talk name? to his uh, congregation. And then ask yourself, what is God doing in our church? What is he doing? Okay. Very good. Um, this first time, I'm only going to go through the May announcements. And boy, we have just got the stuff going on. Um, May 6th and 7th, that is this weekend. It's the father-son camp out. And I mentioned before, it doesn't just have to be father-son. It can be father-grandfather, uncle relative, uh, whatever. It can be a kid in your community that you're right. trying to reach out to. Right. Um, so that's going to be a camp out. If you haven't signed up or you need more information about that, please, we need to contact Brad, Brad Vanderman, Brad Vanderman um, because that is this weekend, and I'm sure he'd love to have as many people there as possible. I've heard it's just a really good time. And you don't have to camp. If you can just come for several hours on Friday or Saturday morning, you know, if you can block off some time, come and enjoy it. It's a blast. And a gentle reminder that Sunday is Mother's Day, so don't forget the mothers in your life. Um, but we what? will. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine any of you would ever do that, but just in case. Um, that's also our baby dedication. May 15th is Bethel Homecoming. That's, um, we're going to have a concert with the Wisnets. Yes. Finally got I said their name right. Yes. Finally. Um, and we'll also have our big potluck meal um, with that as well. Morning service schedule is the same, correct? Yes. Um, and then May 17th, and hopefully you have a, maybe a little bit to expand on this, Decision America Rally in Jeff City. I, I need you to sign up if you can go. It looks like we're going to have one van available. So the first 12 people that sign up, those are the ones that are going. We're going to leave here 9-ish. I'm still firming this up. We're going to leave it 9-ish. And we will have uh, potentially a little bit of a walk from the parking spot and where uh, Franklin Graham's going to speak at. He will speak at 12 o'clock. And so we will probably, uh, you need to have breakfast eaten, and we will probably eat after the rally uh, because we're hoping that it's going to be cram-packed crazy. Uh, so we will probably need all that time just to get to where he's going to be speaking at, at the steps of the Capitol. And so once that's done, it'll be an hour. It's a one-hour rally, and then we will go back to the van or shuttle, and then we'll come back. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying, do you guys come prepared tonight with anything? I'm working on it as we speak. I, <laughs> I uh, texted mine to you last week. I said, oh, as fun did. as it is yeah. to take your parent to the dentist to get a tooth pulled, I would have rather been here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Last week. And, and, and I, I'm just saying, I had a renewed understanding. You guys know with spiritual gifts, you have spiritual uses, and fleshly uses. That's I have a painfully true. I have a renewed understanding of how fleshly I can be when someone else is getting in trouble. Because when I saw the woman get a ticket for speeding, it made my <laughs> it day. Now. I mean, it made it all worth it. Man, that the, reminds me of a man I know really well. The 24 hours it took to Gatlinburg, it, it Ouch, made it worth hurts. it. Yeah, it's terrible. It's ter I had to repent. But, but that's a fleshly use of being a prophet. Hmm. Right and wrong. Yeah. Bam, gotcha. <laughs> now, Sorry, Johnny. I, I was celebrating your, your kind, man. <laughs> See, I'm just curious, have you had any tickets in your uh, recent years? Oh, not in my, my. recent years. I, I have, 
I have repented of my sinning ways for the most part. Um, and if you'll remember my explanation Sunday morning, the, the whole... You've seen me up in the church discipline. <laughs> thing. Yes, that's right. Lead by example. Right, amen. <laughs> the, we were all going the speed limit plus. She was going plus plus. I'm, I mean, she was getting it. <laughs> and she was going through that traffic and then see that grass flying up beside me here and the old smoky come out. I, it thrilled me. <laughs> And that's what you took away from your ministry conference. Trip to get yep. to <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the most. Away. That story actually took up more time on Sunday than morning the than the I actual sermon. So, yeah. Just say. Uh, mine's kind of Mother's Day inspired. And Let's hear it's it. just more of a joke. It's this little girl, and she's talking to her mom, and she says, Mom, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? And the mom says, I don't know, dear. You'll have to ask your grandma. Oh. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. Touche. It's got to be me. All right, our next topic um, is following up on Sunday, um, which you talked about conflict, and we are going to discuss the seven A's of confession, to which I responded, didn't we talk about conflict? Right. <laughs> to which then Gavin later said in a different conversation, and, I and thought we defense, talked about my, conflict. My text back to you about it being on conflict reservation, I hadn't read the text that you... I was driving, so no, I yeah, you, you didn't see that because I got you. Different, but you know, worth reviewing because y- yes, as we were drinking from the fire hose, a few of us must have missed it. That's <laughs> all. That that <laughs> went in my ear and not like in my brain. Right, right. But it was good stuff. Very good stuff. Well, <clears throat> number one, it's all borrowed, so uh, I can sit here and brag on it because it was somebody else's work, and, and it's basically scripture. Uh, but um, so, so we talked about conflict resolution. I do remember yeah. that I do too. Now. Because I remember thinking this is true of marriage, oh my of goodness. between yeah. families, at work, friendships, uh, chil- between you and your children. This, to me, I mean, the biggest problem with conflict is not knowing that there's a conflict. It, as a boss or a husband, Sometimes it's months before I... (laughs) (laughs) Because us women are really good about sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. What? There's Until we need to bring it up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Like a chess piece. (laughs) Waiting like a sniper chess piece waiting in the wind. We'll hold on to that one. You think everything's okay, and you come into the kitchen one day, preparation for dinner, and chopping the cherubs, the knife come up this high... Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh. problem? My, I was going to say that she turns around, there's like black makeup on her. <laughs> <laughs> and looks at you. Ooh. All right, so let's go wow. through each one of these. Because um, this is interesting stuff, and I don't know if there's any order to it. Addresses everyone hurt or affected. I, I think that for me personally, I'm usually such in a mode of, well, let's, let's just get it over with, you know. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody, everybody good, you know, uh, but, but you need to make sure that you address everyone that's hurt or affected. If, if you, you know, was it you that said you can be right but wrong at the, the top, top of your of lungs? Your lungs yeah. And so little Johnny and little Susie are in the room too, and, and, and that's going on. They need to be addressed as well, in my humble opinion. Comments? Amen. Uh, well, the... The, the qual- this is really about the quality of relationships, and right. if, if a conflict's going on and you're not aware of it, or if a conflict's going on and the, the other person's not aware of it, you know, it's, it's incumbent upon you to make sure that the, your spouse knows that there's a problem. And if there's a problem that recurs, 
it's tough to say, hey, this is still going on, or this still hasn't been addressed properly. That always falls through to the kids. That always falls through. It doesn't right. matter, even if they don't know it, I think sometimes that the, the, the chilled atmosphere, the, the strained atmosphere, it always influences mm -hmm. the well, tempo of the home. Have you ever noticed, you usually get their approach of it two or three weeks or two or three months later. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it'll come up, and they, and they will speak, I mean, just, you know, cut and dried on the sitting in your life. Where'd that come from? You have no yeah. idea that they picked yeah. that much yeah. up out you of whatever the situation yeah. was. Yeah, absolutely. T Tony, we call Tony the family confessor. He, he's, he will confess all of our sins. <laughs> to everyone. Publicly. <laughs> my, to everyone. everyone. All my, the time. My favorite example, Jim Turner, the leader of the CBC Choir, the first time the singers came two years ago, we're introducing everybody. And Tony just says, Mom's the only one that's drank out of the family. <laughs> and, and, uh, nice. and then he says, that might be my favorite Tony yeah. story ever. Yeah. And, and then he says, we call her the town drunk. <laughs> and that's our little joke. That's just our little joke. Oh, you know what? Well, he just tells Jim Turner and... and <laughs> and Molly's well, she's, she's going, what else does he know? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Man, it's a shame because I was really hoping your mother-in-law would be here tonight about the story where she cussed at the <laughs> darn the dog. dog. You darn dog. I saw this T-shirt, and it said, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Yeah. And I was going to say, get her I'm that just shirt. saying, I think your mother-in-law needs this we shirt. We need to get <laughs> Joanne Burnett that shirt. That, Melissa was the first one to... Pointed that shirt out to me. I thought, oh, I, I thought you were going to say I, she needed the shirt. No, no, it, she said she did. I, <laughs> that's what her words. So I'm, like, I'm a well, Christian. I love she Jesus. She is an emergency a room nurse. All right. So avoid if, but, and maybe. This is huge. When I was a young man, um, I think it was John okay. Smith that said, "Ben, when you apologize, don't say if I offended you, and don't say that you offended, but don't try to defend yourself. You know, maybe." He said. If you feel so convicted that you need to apologize, leave if, but, and maybe out of it. Mm -hmm. and, and so when I saw that, I, it reminded me. And we're all guilty of that. And we're all, we all want to couch it that way because we feel like we're, what's the word? That we're betraying our own self. To just, but but <clears throat> the reality is, is that. Well, it's a defense mechanism. Sure it is. Self-preservation. Be, be a little vulnerable. And here. all of that is. Oh, it's one of those things where it's easy to read it. It's so hard to do it. Like to do it. So just those things to roll off the tongue after you've really messed it up. It's you're already feeling. Yeah. What's the uh, your self-esteem is suffering already? Right. But I can tell you personally, as a boss, you can see the light come back on in your employees' eyes mm -hmm. or somebody under you when they see you being Vulnerable. genuine about genuine. apologizing. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, yeah, that's... Well, and so that brings us to the next one, specifically. When I did so-and-so, I offended you, and I'm sorry. I should not have done so-and-so. Um, and, and admit specifically. Uh, I, I, the, the value of that cannot be overstated. I, if you guys don't talk, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. S say and, it. And you know, on specifically, uh, you might need to ask if there's other areas. Amen. Is after you, if you become Amen. aware of something that that you, is there something else that in mm -hmm. this area or any other area that I've, 
been happily skipping through life. And that's ignoring. part of that fast food arguing. Uh, is there anything else? Is there anything else that I'm guilty of? That, that Would we you like to, to supersize that? That's right. <laughs> Would you like fries with that? Um, <laughs> I, I, I had a, a lady, it was on a positive level, she was asking me to be a part of something. And so I said, well, I'm going to practice what I try to teach the church. This is what I hear you say. <laughs> and, and I repeated it. And she said, you said it better than I did. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. But that, now we know that we're communicating. Accept consequences. Uh, how many times have you apologized and thanked once again, zippity-doo-dah, everything's fine. No, there's going to be a cold time, potentially, you know. And, and, and let me say this, that I think biblically you could argue that that person should just forgive you right then and there and move on. The reality is, is that we have a human spirit that we deal with, flesh, the world, and the devil. And so they need to be given some time to work through that. But there's, you know, the light coming back on. But sometimes it's a, it's a pulse. <laughs> Barely you know, right. Well, you have to have your silent treatment. That's part of it. Amen. Lady represented on yeah, that. Yeah, lady <laughs> That you had that. Like coming. I said, biblically. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody texted in if you want to address this. The Bible tells us if we don't address the problem at the moment or very shortly after, we in turn have forgiven the offense and should not revisit it. Thoughts on that? I'd like, I'd like to hear that verse. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going to talk about the Matthew 18, 15, and 17. I, but, but let's do talk about that from the standpoint of um, sometimes you get convicted about something and the other person can't even remember it. So what I encourage folks to do is <clears throat> deal with it. And, and, and then if, if the Holy Spirit stays after you, then you, you need to go to them. If, if they're giving you the silent treatment and they're avoiding mm-hmm. you like the plague, they got it. And you, and you need to address it. Um, now, the, the reverse is true, too. If you have been offended, you need to go to that person. You need to tell them, you, you hurt my feelings here, and, and explain why and such. But uh, I, I do believe that you can make a problem by, you know, sometimes insecurity will play a role. You know, you, you, you did something that later you felt like was beyond the pale when you really, you really care for that relationship and so you get insecure thinking that, so you, you make a problem by bringing it up. <laughs> and the reality is the person didn't even know. They, yeah, they didn't even know that you yeah. might have meant it that way right. or whatever in right. a negative light. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, I, I, I did that in college. Uh, I went to a guy and basically told him I thought he was scum of the earth, and, but I felt bad about it. In a spirit of love. In a spirit of love. <laughs> and if I had just kept that to myself and dealt with it, it would have been fine. And, and uh, so I made a problem by dealing with something that wasn't known to him. Uh, and, and it was feelings on my part. It wasn't anything I'd said. It wasn't anything I'd done. But I felt guilty that I felt those things. It was very young in maturity in the word. And so, so I do agree with it on that if that's what they're getting at. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, except alter your behavior, change. Can I just add to that? Please. Because uh, it's not our natural tendency to alter behavior once it's ingrained. Right. If the person's involved with you daily, like at work, you could say, it, it's okay to tell me that I'm doing it again. Right. It's okay to right. tell me that I'm messing up again. Well, I think that there needs to be some grace as well. Sure. I mean, we, you know, Tara has brought the the womanly perspective, and I'm just going to be the 
the devil's advocate here. I'm just the voice you know, of reason. M- men, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that was fun. Some, and I know because I'm a man. Sometimes we just need some time to go. Oh, yeah, that's how I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, so there needs to be some grace once that has, once that uh, apology or whatever has happened for the change of behavior. It's not going. It may not be immediate. And just the um, immediately jumping back to the offense without giving the grace and giving that time to say. Okay, let's let's you did see it what happened. Yeah, you did it again. <laughs> you did it again. You did it again. <laughs> that is not Dang. what we sound like. Uh, oh, sorry, Tara. Jo- why are you shaking your head, Josh? <laughs> oh, oh, he was shaking his head. No, I'm not that, even. He was shaking look. his head. No, that's what that's what he was doing. So, <laughs> ask for forgiveness. Amen. Specifically, ask for forgiveness. Do or will you forgive me? It's extremely important. What if so, they say no? That's a tough one. Uh, so, <laughs> call call the pastor and send an appointment. I had a recent struggle that I in in you know, <clears throat> it's my sincerest hope to be a Christian before I die. That's that's one of my goals Amen. in life is to be a Christian. <laughs> so I I struggle with the same thing over and over and over again. I think God, are you ever tired of forgiving me for this? Are you ever tired of giving up? And then I was reminded when Peter said, "How many times should we forgive somebody?" Lord, how many times should we forgive? Should forgive seven? Is that enough? Seven? The complete number. Right. So, and, and Jesus says 70 times seven. So if Jesus told Peter that the right thing to do is forgive every time that they ask, it, would he do any less? Amen. So, so it gave me some relief and didn't get me off the hook, but gave me some relief that, you know, God's never going to stop don't, forgiving don't me. Don't quit asking. Amen. Right. Uh, don't give up on yourself because the Lord's not going to forgive give up on you. Uh, so biblical education... Uh, the next slide there, Brad. Uh, Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17. This is how you uh, deal with an offense, that someone has offended you. Uh, the go words there. You go privately and confront. You go promptly, and that, back to that text. Mm-hmm. You go peacefully, prayerfully, persistently. This, so if, it, if the first goes didn't work, privately, promptly, peacefully, prayerfully, if that didn't work, they're still non-repentant, hey, get over it, you're the one with the problem. Then you go persistently, you take two or three with you if private meeting does not resolve it, and then you go purposefully, uh, and that, that is when you have to go to the church if the private and group meetings did not resolve it. Very, 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 very few situations get to that point. But I will tell you that very, 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 very few Christians put this scripture into practice. And instead, they just, they stuff it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, that when you stuff stuff, it blows up. It blows up. You would definitely know that. I know that. Yeah. I know that for, for a fact. The devil puts the fuse in it. He, he makes sure it blows up. So now, I'm, I'm not telling you that just like the person that texted in, I'm not telling you that you can't, you know, as Gavin says, you can't pay the cost. You can. You can just pay the cost. Lord, I'm, it's done. You died on the cross for that, I'm letting it go. But so too many of us, we don't do it that way. We just stuff it. Well, I'm not going to deal with it because I don't want to mess with it you know, or, or whatever. I'm too mature. I'm, I'm too mature. <laughs> I, I don't need them. Well, you do need them. They're a member of the church Amen. or a tenor of the church Amen. that you go to. You need them, and you need to be in a right wow. relationship with them. how many times them. is that the response? Oh, I don't need that. That's right. I can just do without it. Or I, I don't need that in my life. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Amen. I, I right. would. One thing that I would say on promptly, go promptly, is to take, in as much as I do agree with that, Take some time. Sure. I, I have crafted a, a couple of emails that had I not 
sat on for 24 hours, I would have <laughs> woefully regretted sending them. And you know, and uh, you know, the 24 hours gave me some 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 cool good, down uh, reflection. So I, I would suggest. Well, and, and and you know, I, I know that this the technological natives. I know that they're never going to submit to scripture <laughs> and not do this in a verbal. You're you're just technological. You're going to send texts. Sure. But I'm telling you, it is less than optimal if you can do it this way and this way rather than this oh. way. You're helping yourself. Yeah. You so, can. Yeah, uh, I would I would say less than optimal is light. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Right. You can because read things into a text oh, yeah, that weren't yeah, there at it's all. Just, it's just, yeah. You think I did what? Right. And it, oh, it's always no read in the worst light. Yeah. Right. So much communication is body language right. and nonverbal right. and the, the you know, tone people, of it all. Like yeah. It, t- oh, yeah. So and uh, what, just one more thing on the I don't need them mind, mindset. Um, Robbie Zacharias pointed out the only time that God mm-hmm. has ever said ever interrupted our approach to Him is when we have an offense with someone else. And he says, we're done until you get that right with, with them. Mm. If we would tend to the relationships beside us with the same care that we want and the same quality that we want our relationship to God to be, our relationship with God would be infinitely better. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the same caliber of relationship we had we have horizontally is the caliber of relationship we have uh, with God. And, and let me say this. I, Sitting here at this table, every one of these people have, have dealt with these things, and, and we've seen it work. It, it works when it's done right. Uh, I, I cannot, and, and that's key. Promptly doesn't mean you just drop and run. Promptly means you, you get right in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You pray through it. You get to where you know that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle whatever it is they say. Uh, but 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 you. The, the reason being is because you are out of fellowship with that person and right I, here and yeah, now. And I'll tell you, the closer you are to the person, the harder that becomes. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, when, when you're in a, you know, a relationship, especially a husband and wife, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, it, it's hard to give that some time to be able to say, okay, we need, we need to cool off. You know, we need to go to our separate corners and, and give that some time without there either being further offense taken or some insecurity, you know, being brought into that uh, from either side of it. And so, and, and I'm telling you, I'm, yeah. I'm Bible's the worst. Bible's encouragement let not the sun go down on your, on yeah. your ass. So. Right. Yeah. Prompt, take care of it quickly. All right. Uh, briefly, things coming up this summer. Uh, <laughs> July 17th through the 23rd is um, our, our youth camp, or our church camp, if you will. That right. is the July 17th through the 23rd. Again, start praying now if you um, are looking for a way to help out. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to whatever, fill in the blank. Um, but that's coming up, too. That's um, for grades first through fifth, and then also teens, um, the later part of the week. Hillbilly Days is June 26th. Mark it on your calendar now. I don't know what are we if we're dressed. I wish Mandy was here so she could give us more details on that. But that's always a really good time. That's kind of our Fourth of July celebration as a church. So that's always fish fry games, fireworks. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. That's uh, every Sunday, bro. What do yeah. you say? Throwing, throwing poo. Throwing poo. <laughs> so business uh, meeting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a business meeting. <laughs> and if you can volunteer for uh, like 15 minutes of that game time, mm-hmm. that helps tremendously. 
And the more adults that sign up to help with that game time, it, it goes seamlessly. Um, and finally, just want to mention, because I think it is so cool the church is doing this, it's the Rocky Mountain National Park Family Vacation. Um, it's an affordable family trip. If you don't have a family vacation planned, this is a way that you can uh, do it in a way that's economically friendly, and it's just, I think it's going to be an awesome time. I really want to go to the Rocky Mountains someday. So um, if you don't have plans for a vacation, July 29th through August 7th, and that, you need to contact Keith Ragsdale. And It was funny. Um, he had a sign, like in the foyer on Sunday. I saw that. And I took a picture of it because it said 4,000 miles of joy, and I like I I took no it and put it into my my Fonto app and put joy and put Ragsdale under it. So, so it said four thousand miles of joy Ragsdale. That's awesome. Well, so and attendance went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Will four thousand miles of joy Ragsdale equate in the four thousand miles? It will, because joy is that kind Amen. of person. Amen. All right. Do you have an I'm just saying or? Uh, Things I never thought I'd say. I want to say something about the blues, but I'm afraid to jinx anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Are they still playing? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Six to one yesterday, buddy. We need to get together. You just offended me, bro. <laughs> Six to yeah. Yeah. You gotta don't re- don't get come promptly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have one final segment, and after I sent it to Ben, I was like, Oh gosh. Re- She's trying to get me fired. I know. Is what I know. I think so funny. I'm gonna lead into this because I. I love Target, and I have all these things saved on my phone that said, Ooh. I went to Target for toilet paper, and all I bought, Ooh. and that's all I bought, said no one ever. Or um, <laughs> Target is like a casino. You lose track of time and money. Um, I went to Target and didn't get anything, said no one ever. I mean, I got like, all these. Um, and so Monday at work, this doctor comes up to me and says, so, and he's always Boy, good for do? asking, you know, like, Controversial question. And he's like, are you going to boycott Target? And here's me in my usual state of survival. No idea what's going on in the news. And he's like, well, they turned all their bathrooms. You just transgender. It's use whatever bathroom you want. So are you boycotting Target? And I was like, uh... Let me get back to you uh, on that. I was like, gosh, I was just there on Saturday. Darn it. Like, I... uh, I am now. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's <laughs> good to know it and make a note Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so, and this is hard. This is hard to ask. So, um, You're like me bo- boycotting where, Starbucks. <laughs> where do we draw the line, at, I guess, as Christians? Because um, there's, we, we don't hate people in no. the gay, lesbian, transgender community. We do not. It's our job to love people. Um, and certainly if we're talking transgender, I'm thinking of people that probably haven't had a picture-perfect upbringing and probably have a lot of pain. And um, So that's not the, right. the topic here. The topic is uh, where, Making what do we do? Making restrooms right. a forum for that. Uh, so exactly. And it seems, you know, we're talking about a pretty small percentage of population of people in the United States. Um, but still, nonetheless... It's it's on the table, and as Christians, what is the right thing to do? Because I love Target. So, so I buy most of my great. clothes at Target. So no and I, Target and I, I have to shop in the place where I can get produce and clothes in the same store. That's where I'm at in my life. So, so to give up Target is I think that tough. by asking a little bit of a bigger question, we can maybe kind of rein this in a little bit. And And I know that Maybe the two middle folks at the table here are not going to like where this goes, but I'm taking m- notes. My question would be to to say, 
outside of exclusively Target. When, when, we, when, we, when we're talking about maybe uh, boycotting or taking a stand on something, we, we get a little picky sometimes, and sometimes we're like hot topic, you know, boycotters. And so my question would be is, do you know the stance of the other major industries or companies that you do business with and what their stances are even on the current topics. Right. Because, because it's not just Target. It's not it's just Target. And, and, huh? Well. So, so, so whether they're throwing it in your face, yeah, that was a comment from the back, is they're not throwing it in your face. Okay. They, the Trump they, supporter. They, they've, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was actually, he was not I know supporting I'm Trump. I'm missing it. Um, so, so, again, whether they're, whether they're doing it openly or they're not, the choice is there, um, and always has been, to, to, to use a public restroom or not use a public restroom in, in lieu of the family uh, bathroom in those places. Walmart and Target have both had policies on this for quite some time. It's not a new thing. The policies, and they, I mean, you can go back and actually look at when, at when they were developed and when they were uh, put on the books. So it's not necessarily a new thing for them. It's just a new thing that it's become more public and publicly known. And I would, I would fair to say that even in light of that, that they weren't the ones that made it public, and they weren't the ones that made it, you know, uh, such the, the outcry for who, the boycotting. Who, who didn't make it the, the actual companies themselves, Target. yeah. That it, it was more of a um, general trend in, you know, in America. And it's, it's a, to me, it's a sign of a, of a deeper-seated illness. It has nothing to do with you know, one store over another store. It has to do with the problem that we're facing as a nation as a whole. Um, and, and so, again, I, I would just encourage you to, to look into, um, and, and I know Greg's here, but, you know, where do you buy gas at? Uh-oh. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't... I'm, I buy gas not, where they give don't you a nice... Trip. We're not riding bikes. So, I mean, all, all of a sudden, you know, when we start looking industry-wide at where we shop for everything, not just where we go grocery shopping... You know, and, and there are different places to do all kinds of different things. And I am by no stretch of the imagination saying that your choice to boycott Target based off of what they do or don't do is not your choice. I'm just saying that taking one stance on a, on a uh, situation of minutia, in, in, in my opinion, because there, again, most Targets have family bathrooms that we can choose to use. So at that point... It, you know, it's, it's so it we're using point. the family bathroom yeah. instead of the transgender. Exactly. Confused, exactly. Confused gender. Yeah. And then that, you know, <coughs> so go. So, so my, my, I have to, I'm trying to take a look at the big picture here also. Whenever we have a controversial, controversial means when somebody says something controversial, it usually means it's true, but you disagree with it. Mm -hmm. So, so whenever somebody says that, for instance, that <laughs> transgender, gay marriage, they're, how, how should I say this? These are perversions of the of the real deal or counterfeits of the real deal, <clears throat> and it's going on in society. And then you have corporations that affirm that as a normal, healthy, wholesome choice. That that's where I, I you don't have to do that as a corporation. Correct. You, you don't have to do that. Right. You can keep your policies the same and, and say nothing about they it. They're trying to influence socially. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. Making, they're making a stance well, to influence and, people. And yes. digging into this a little bit more, their stock did drop after that. Yes. But they also had a policy that I didn't know about, I don't know how public it was, that all of their toys, they were, they were no longer separating the boy toys and the girl toys. They're all just Mixed in. together because 
they shouldn't be separated. Right. Um, so we're influenced gender, right? right? And gender thinking. So, so you have corporations that are signing on to confusion, and um, the Bible it, it explains that as when two people of the same gender are engaged in a relationship that's not biblical, it's a confusion is what it's called. It's, it's a confusion of things. So you have people that are maybe without family that don't have any kind of positive Christian influence about uh, the roles of gender, and they go into a Target bathroom, and a, they're, they're a young lady, and a, young, and a man comes in and dress. That's where they get their understanding of gender or their, their lack of understanding of gender from our social norms and social um, morals. And the, the entire effort has been to move the standard to, into a state of confusion where people can harm themselves by embracing a standard that's harmful, by embracing a behavior that's harmful and destructive to them physically, emotionally, spiritually. Do you remember during the huge debate of same-sex marriage? This is our prime diadem, if you will, in the ring. If you give us this, it's all we want. It's all we need is your, if you will, approval of our love and our marriage by saying that we can get married and, and it be a legal thing. The ink wasn't dry on the Supreme Court ruling until we were hearing about transgender rights. And the reality is, is that this isn't going to end until judgment or revival, um, in my humble opinion. And even though I could not agree more with Todd in that each each one of you have to make your decision and the such and, and you need to make a a well you know intellectual researched decision and the such. Um, I I think I may be wrong. I think it was a press release. I think Target went yes. out of well, their yeah. way and to yes. somebody somebody had texted yeah. to that nature where they said Target did make it public. Right. Like they, d it wasn't like okay, we are, you know, it was kind of an announcement. They, they made a point. And of anyway, they it. said right. right is right and wrong is wrong, and they also texted in they are publicizing this, and this is immoral. The next one will be Starbucks. And so, uh, and like that, but but that's my point is what's the difference of it being public and having it on the books, and it not being public and it being on the books? Well, the, the the, they support the lifestyle. Right. The company does. So so whether they. But you're only good is the information that you have, and if and when these other companies make their stand known, that's when I will. You don't give bullets to the enemy, is my mentality, uh, and we are absolutely in a war. Uh, they want. Uh, there are people right now fighting for legislation that you, as a parent, cannot give consultation on a transgender situation because you are not qualified yeah, and the, the, if you if you know anything about public schools which a lot of uh, Bethelites do that right now in a in a school district very close to us uh, there is a actually I'm not speaking about St. Clair I know that there's a there's an issue in St. Clair right now too but there's one in a close school district that I have friends in um, and and it has turned upside down the 
the way that they operate. They, I mean, they can't, they can't operate with that this person has to go to a special restroom. They can't refer to them as he or she. They have to refer to them by the name that they say that they are. Um, and, and, and this this is a, a 14, 15 year old person who, who really hasn't identified with being an adult yet. And with all the stuff that's out there with gender confusion and gender um, identification that's created questions in their mind. Sometimes these are natural questions that you well, go through growing and, and up. And it does, it does have a medical, it does have a medical <clears throat> definition. It's called gender dysphoria, and it's it's and listed as yeah. a, a mental illness. And it, and it, it, you know, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there there is a medical term in the in in the medical. And those roles. conditions should be right. met with the same Christian love that every a absolutely. other medical condition. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, and, and I, I just simply don't know this. Does the transgender community accept that? No, right, well, right. no. <laughs> as, a, as a but but dysphoria. again, right. you know, no, uh, yeah. there 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 are so many different um, arguments that are to be had sure. with that. I mean, homosexuality was sure. classified as a mental at one illness time. at one time. So, and I think that's a key thing. I I want to encourage you people, uh, you guys, to uh, be willing to lovingly engage your community and 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 such your culture. I, I, if, if I find myself in the conversation, I don't like the word identity. That's the word that they picked. I like the word designation. You've been designated. Mm -hmm. You've been designated by God, by your creator. Uh, it doesn't matter what you identify as. You've been designated. And for you to refuse that designation is to bring mental illness to your situation, in my humble opinion. And, and uh, if we protect a certain segment of the population based on a behavior, there is no one who cannot claim they are being discriminated against based on their behavior. Too late. We're, we're already there. Right. And then po Target's policy states that anyone can use whatever bathroom or changing room they choose. It's even beyond those that identify as the opposite sex. They have opened their bathrooms up to anyone at any point. And an important point someone else texted in, and I had seen this, I just don't know if it's the gospel truth but one of the leaders of the gender neutral bathrooms is a convicted sex offender and as a parent just i don't want men in the girls bathroom with right. my little girls and i just see, don't you know, again I, and, and i'm not i'm not saying that i'm for this by any stretch of the imagination i just think that sometimes there let's just say you're on a road trip all right and i know we're getting close on time but let's say you're on a road trip across we're the country we're out to you you pull off to the side of the road because, I mean, you got two screaming kids in the back seat. I got to go. I got to go. You pull off, and the only thing there is, I mean, you're in the middle Tree. of the desert, and it's a biker bar. I mean, motorcycles, and you, you know, there's, there are some. We'd use a cactus first. Unsavory <laughs> folks. I mean, it scare me. Are you going to send your children into that establishment to go to the restroom? Absolutely not. So with that being said, why? Why would we even consider it? I know exactly what my decision is. My decision is to, to say, you know what? If you got to go, we ain't going here. We'll get in the car. Sure. We're, we're going to make a different decision for us. Empty so, Gatorade container. Yeah, empty Gatorade container in so, Target. One clarification. Tara, did you have something you wanted to well, say? Well, I, I was going to say, um, ultimately, the question was, as Christians, I mean, we kind of got off topic. Maybe we can right. savor this next week a little more right. because there's lots of corporations. Where do you draw the line? Right. Where do you say, yeah, I right. mean, what Good about point. Disney? What about the Avengers movie right. coming out? What about, I mean, please don't, I, I hope Magnificent Seven <coughs> wasn't made by Disney. My gosh. I mean, just all, you so, know, where amen. do you stop? 
Amen. So let's you, you, tell us if you don't want to hear this next week. If we don't well, yeah, hear from you, we'll probably do one more segment on this. But let me say this too, that uh, AFA has made it extremely clear. They are not boycotting Target strictly and only on the uh, quote-unquote transgender issue. Their main beef is that they believe that this policy opens the door to predators, mm-hmm. that, that male sexual offenders will use the bathrooms as hunting grounds. Yep. Uh, in and the why name not? of, and why, why not? Well, because let's just be clear, there's more, right. there's more sexual convicted sex yeah. offenders out there than there are transgender right. people. Tom, Tom said Thanks, we, guys. 